Hello, and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. We are live at the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacies recording studio, and this is our midweek podcast, A Day Late, because uh, we were having some technology issues yesterday. But the beautiful thing is, is we have Chris Fisk in the studio with us today. Much better, much better. So uh, we don't have any of those technology issues. So you're listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I am your host, Sean Needham, along with my wonderful producer, Lindsay, and my guest, Chris Fisk. Chris Fisk specializes in um, difficult-to-treat skin conditions. She has a little history of how, how she got into that, and she will discuss that a little bit later. She is with uh, Chris's Skin Care. She has a um, skincare business that started out in Royal City in 2012, and she moved into a location in Moses Lake in 2020. So without further ado, I am going to give it to Chris and tell us a little bit about her history and how she got into treating skin conditions. Good morning, everybody. Um, so my skin condition journey actually started with my own skin. I am an acne sufferer, and I had acne through most of my young adult life and into part of my 20s. And as an older person, I was also my mom's caregiver, and she had a surgery that created a big wound, and um, all of her bodily fluids came out of that wound. Our body fluids are just below battery acid on the acidic level, so if any of the fluid got on her skin, it would burn. So I was in charge of that, and I had always kind of played with aesthetics, but I had never really gotten too far with it. So at the age of 44, I decided with my own skin, with the acne, I also worked side by side with my husband on our alfalfa farm. And being out in the sun, I gained hyperpigmentation. And I also have melasma, which is a hormonal imbalance, but we'll talk about that later. So because of my own skin, taking care of my mom's skin, I decided to go to aesthetics. And I graduated from aesthetics in 2012 and opened my business in 2013 in Royal City. But because of my mom, it kind of took a back seat until about 2014. And then I really started getting involved and I started taking more and more classes and becoming more um, involved with special to treat skin conditions, or excuse me, hard to treat skin conditions like acne, rosacea, dermatitis, pigmentations, reactive skins, things of that nature. That's awesome. And you know what? I think that's a pretty common story in the Columbia Basin because I think I'm a few years older than you. At least you look a lot younger than me. I don't think you are. <laughs> you look a lot younger than me, <laughs> but that's because you have beautiful skin. <laughs> so um, kudos to taking care of your skin. So, but if you're like, it sounds like you're a little bit like me when I was working on the farm when I was younger, putting myself through college. I definitely, you know, I'd get that first tan of the year and get really dark skin because that was back when it was cool to. To sit out in the sun and I definitely destroyed my skin with hyperpigmentation on my neck and and um, on my forehead and things like that. So I definitely relate and I, I have been diagnosed with melasma too. So um, yeah, definitely some commonality there. And I know there's a lot of people that are in, the, in our same age bracket that grew up around here that are in this had the same issues because um, just of this the powerful sun we have here during the summer months. So first of all, I guess let's talk about that when it comes to hyperpigmentation. Um, there's probably a way we can prevent that, correct? Yeah, well, we get most of our sun damage before the age of 18 because we're reckless teenagers yep. and we sunbathe. We use things like baby oil. We use tanning beds. Um, now, as, I, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt. but No, please do. I, I know that happened when 
you and I were teenagers. Does mm-hmm. that still happen now? Yep. There are still some crazy kids and adults <laughs> that use tanning beds. And and baby oil still? And some do. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Okay. I had no idea. And okay. So what is the way to prevent hyperpigmentation? Sunscreen, hats. Yeah. SPF is important because protecting your skin from the sun is what's going to prevent hyperpigmentation. It, it just is. And you need to wear it daily. You need to... Um, reapply it every couple hours because the sun will break it down. Um, an SPF factor of 50 is extremely important. Anything above that is really just a marketing tactic. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> I've heard that too. Yeah, yeah. it is. But um, yeah, protection from the sun at all costs and polarized sunglasses also because a lot of us don't realize that the sun will stimulate our pituitary gland, which or excuse me, it stimulates our cornea, which stimulates our pituitary gland, which actually stimulates the melanocyte cell, which is what creates melanin. And pigmentation is wounded skin. A tan, our base tan, is a wound. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you got red, it's a first-degree burn, period. Yeah, if you got red from a a sunburn, it's a first-degree burn. So, yeah. So, um, Back to sunscreens, is there a difference between, you say SPF 50, is it, is it more important than that? Did, should we use mineral-based sunscreens? Should we use, um, um, or, you know, PABA-based sunscreens? What kind of sunscreen do you recommend? Well, I personally prefer physical, which would be zinc dioxide, titanium dioxide, right. because the physical will sit on your skin and kind of um, reflect the sun. Where a chemical sunscreen, things that have oxybenzone, um, I'm blanking, it's my paraminobenzoic acid, all aromatic benzene rings, which are big, huge molecules which absorb light, essentially. Right. And they actually soak into your skin before they can protect you from the sun. So I prefer things like zinc and titanium just because it's better for your skin. You need a broad spectrum. So it's good sometimes if you use a chemical sunscreen. You also need to find one that will protect both. So you're going to need zinc and titanium for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thank you for that education because zinc and titanium are very, are um, very probably the best ones, and they're the ones that provide the the most broad spectrum over UVA and UVB rays. The UVB rays are the are the worst ones. So um, zinc and titanium. Yes, zinc oxide is not very elegant elegant pharmaceutically pleasing no it is it's going to form a white layer on your skin but like chris says um i mean it does rub in but it is harder to rub in but like chris said it's a physical barrier that's why it works part of the reason it works so perfect thank you for that because we're all about solutions here at 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 um health solutions um with Sean and Janet Needham, we're all about solutions and prevention is very important, whether it comes to cardiovascular disease, whether it comes to, um, you know, preventing all kinds of issues, including skin issues. We're all about pre- prevention here because if you can prevent it, you don't have to treat it. So, well, And really quickly, yeah, please. our UVA rays are long enough that they penetrate through glass. So when we're driving down the road, we're getting UVA rays, which are your aging rays. You need to put sunscreen on daily not just when the sun is out, but daily, because they also can come through the clouds. Our UVC rays, they're long. They come through the clouds. You can actually get a sunburn on a cloudy day. Yeah, so sunscreen absolutely. is extremely important. Yeah. I just recommend you put it on every day with some kind of cosmetic. I'm sure Chris can recommend some. I'm sure she has some. 
whatever um, face cream you use every day, make sure it has some kind of sunscreen in it to prevent um, um, the hyperpigmentation. So great. Well, thank you, Chris, for that little education. So you opened up your business. Um, tell us about some of the... Um, you won some some awards, correct? Tell us about some of those awards. Um, yeah. So in last year, I actually entered my husband into the Skin Games. The Skin Games is an international aesthetics competition. And um, I wasn't going to. I don't really like to toot my horn. I It's really outside of my comfort zone. You're allowed to here. Thank you. <laughs> um, he was diagnosed with rosacea and being a farmer, he has what we call extrinsic aging. So he not only has rosacea, but he has dilated capillaries. His skin was just a mess. He had tool, which is transepidermal water loss. And then he burned his hand with a torch out in the shop. He was working out there and an employee asked him a question and Ow. he looked at the employee and ran the torch across his hand. I've seen the pictures. It gives me cringes <laughs> thinking about yeah. it still. So he went to the doctor. He asked me to take care of it, but I was like, thanks for the faith, but you need to go to the doctor for this one. And they had him on colloidal silver for four days, which is great. But then the doctor said, okay, just leave it unbandaged and leave it alone. And I, me being me said no. And I started treating it. And within four weeks we had it healed. So I also entered that into the skin games and the skin games is international. So Every comp, every category, they had acne, compromised skin, um, makeup, all kinds of things. And they would pick the top 10 finalists. And the top 10 of us went to Vegas. And then we were interviewed by a panel of judges and a moderator that sat there like this. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Very intimidating. Long story short, I walked away with the second place win in compromised skin. So I am now an international award-winning master esthetician. Awesome, congratulations. Is, thank you. And then I also won, um, I use a skincare line called DMK and I won second improved clinic. First place went to a clinic in New York and third place went to a clinic in Beverly Hills. And so wow, my- Wow, that's quite the competition. Right? And you're from Royal City. I am from Royal City. <laughs> Compete yep. with Beverly Hills in New York City. Awesome. <laughs> Love it, Chris. Yep. Um, yeah. So let's speak of awesome. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you for that story. So speaking of rosacea, let's just talk a little bit about rosacea. First of all, I think we commonly um, think of rosacea that more women are affected with rosacea. and But your husband is also, correct? Yes. Okay. Yep. So tell us a little about what is rosacea. Um, how do you know if you might have it? And then let's talk about the treatments. And let's talk about male versus female too. Okay. Well, rosacea is a barrier impaired skin disorder. And all of us carry a demodex mite on our skin, but people with rosacea actually have a reaction to the demodex mite. So to get a little gross on you, the demodex mite cannot go to the restroom. So when it, it sits in your skin and it eats all your skin cells, and when it dies, all of that goes into your skin. Well, people with rosacea skin react to it. So not only are they reacting to the demodex mite, they also have a barrier dysfunction, which is a lack of essential fatty acids, transepidermal water loss, um, dilated capillaries get involved because of lack of oxygen. So there's a few, few things that come along with rosacea. And so lack of water, we've talked about this before on our show with, with skincare, or not on our show, but we have, I've had a little um, video about it, 
lack of water is very important. So your skin needs to be hydrated. Mm -hmm. So if my, I'm guessing, Chris, help me out here. Um, one of the treatments for um, rosacea obviously is to help hydrate the skin. But if it sounds like the person's skin is not turning over like it should. So if we can get that skin to slough off like it should, then um, that would help treat that condition. Is that true? Yes. Well, you want to be careful when you're sloughing barrier disordered skin. Okay. What you really want to do is get it healthy again. So you want to pump it full of essential fatty acids. You want to put ceramides, cholesterols, and fatty acid creams on your skin. You want to get, you want to actually hyaluronic acid. Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, hyaluronic acid is great for the skin, but you want to make sure that it's a low molecular weight because low molecular weight will actually go into the skin through the epidermal layer. High weight, um, excuse me, menopausal brain, high weight hyaluronic acid kind of sits on top. And because it's a humectant, it can actually be pulled from the skin and it can actually create more dehydration. That, that, make, that makes sense. That completely makes sense. So, so go ahead. ahead. So you want to make sure that when you're treating rosaceous skin, that you're um, building the barrier to help make it stronger. And a lot of times sloughing skin off will actually thin it because you want those cells to grow healthy all the way up through the epidermal layer. And if you're constantly sloughing that off, it can actually create more of a reaction for rosacea skin. That makes sense because rosacea skin is a little bit irritated already, yes. right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So um, rosacea is going to be, you're going to have a little red skin around the upper cheeks area, right? Is yeah, you actually will get a butterfly effect. So almost like a butterfly wing pattern along your cheeks and things like the sun will set it off spicy foods will set it off um and tell us about how um women near menopause can be affected with rosacea that's pretty common correct yes well <laughs> menopause is my favorite thing these days we <laughs> lose hormones we lose a lack of estrogen and um, we lose water from the inside. So we basically dehydrate from the inside out when we're in menopause. And those things affect your skin. Absolutely. So um, just to get a little bit more scientific, not very scientific, though, is that um, estrogen helps to increase collagen synthesis. So yes. um, that's very important for our skin. In fact, at Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy, we have compounded certain estro topical estrogen creams to help for people's face. We have some dermatologists that will prescribe that occasionally because it helps to build um, collagen, does help to pull water into to help for those conditions. And if you do have rosacea, there are medications that can... Um, treat the symptom of rosacea. In fact, they're basically what it is, is they're, they're vasoconstrictors. Um, oxymetazoline is one of them, the active ingredient, which is also the active ingredient in eye drops to help take the redness away. So those will work, but they don't treat the problem like Chris is talking about. So they'll make the rosacea look like it's apparently going away, but it's just treating the symptom. It's not treating the problem. So it's important to get to the problem of, of rosacea. And I thought it was interesting, not interesting, not surprising. We talk about how important cholesterol is um, all the time on this show. You know, cholesterol gets such a bad rap when it comes to healthcare. You know, I did a, a, a podcast just on cholesterol. How, you know, is cholesterol killing us? No, cholesterol is is not killing us. Um, we will die without cholesterol. It's a very important molecule. It's very important for our skin health. If we don't have enough cholesterol, we will not have healthy skin. Um, 
skin cells especially are high in cholesterol, high in those fatty acids. So it's very important to have a good diet. You want to talk about diet when it comes to um, good skin, skin health, Chris? Yes. Really quick, though, I want to um, go back to treatments for rosacea. Please. At my, my skin clinic, I also do treatments for rosacea, and I use alkaline wash. Alkaline wash will actually accelerate the pH from a 3.7 to a 12 within three minutes, and it swells open the cell, and it leaks down in there, and nothing can live in that higher of an environment. So it kills the bacteria in the cell, and it also kills the demodex mite. Basically, eats the head off of that. So if you don't want to take medications and do that kind of thing, you can get a hold of me, and we can go that route. Yeah, that's interesting. I think about that. I love this is why I, I love having guests on our show because I learn so much from them. And it just makes the science and the pharmacology that I've learned over the years, it just makes sense. Because I'm assuming, help me out, Chris, our skin is a little bit acidic, like like a pH yes. of five point five or six. Yes. Okay, so that mite she's talking about loves a little bit of an acidic environment. So it lives in that pH. It's a little bit acidic. But if you make it alkaline and you have the pH go up to 12, it dies. Beautiful. Yes. This is why you want to go to a skincare expert that knows what they're doing. So an acid peel wouldn't wouldn't possibly make rosacea worse. Yeah. You don't want to you don't want to do acid peels. Interesting. To, yeah. Wow. That's good. That's so glad you're educating us on yes. this, Chris. Thank you so much. <laughs> so where were we with uh, rosacea? I just talked about estrogen. So. You know, if, if you're a woman and you are in that menopausal age where you're having other symptoms, especially of, you know, rosacea might be one of the symptoms. But if you're having, um, you know, problems with sleep or vasomotor symptoms, which would be hot flashes, things like that, make sure you get your hormones balanced. Fix that problem. You still will probably need some skincare issues, but try to fix that estrogen imbalance or hormone imbalance. And it's not just estrogen. It's other hormones, too, because estrogen is just a piece of the picture. So right. Perfect. Well, your your skin emulates what's going on on the inside. I, right. You know. <laughs> you know. That's. I love it. I love having guests on like yourself because you know what. Um, you can tell a lot about somebody's health with their skin health. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about that now, and I think I I can see somebody that when their hormones are out of balance, I can tell their hormones are out of balance just by looking at their skin. Mm -hmm. That's and you know, if you think about it, it's our it's our outward appearance. So it's you know, ours, it is going to, that's one of the reasons diet, diet affects your skin so much. Yes. Right. Yep. Nutrition it, is we are huge. what we eat, right? Yes. Correct. Yep. Perfect. So let's talk a little bit about essential fatty acids and we do have a giveaway. Chris has some special essential fatty acids for skin health. If you would like um, the free sample she's giving out for some skin for um, essential fatty acids for your skin, give us a call. Be the first caller. 509-536- 537-0411. Please give us a call. And if you have any questions and or if you have any questions about specific skin um, conditions, please give us a call and Chris can answer those for you or we'll do our best. So um, so let's – is that good on rosacea then, um, Chris? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So. so let's talk about acne. Acne let's is very, it. very, very – a very big one. Yes. Yep. So there's – a. There's a couple things with acne. We've got genetic acne and then we have self-made acne. And genetic acne is basically passed down through your genes. If one of your parents had it, more than likely you're going to have it. And we're finding that with genetic acne, there's a link to a vitamin A deficiency. So you really want to start eating foods in vitamin A's, um, spinach, 
uh, broccoli, carrots, carrots, things like that to help with the diet part of acne, you want to stay away from, and this is self-made or genetic-based acne, you want to stay away from triggers. And dairy is a huge one. Dairy is huge in the hormone, the EGF-1. And it raises your testosterone almost, which creates dihydrotestosterone, which is inflammation, which creates acne. Sugar. Sugar is the number one acne trigger. It's actually the number one cell inflamer. So you really want to stay away from sugars or back down from sugars. Peanut butter. A lot of people don't realize, but peanut butter and peanuts are an acne trigger. Dang it, I love peanuts. Yeah. So, well, you don't look like you suffer from acne too bad. I'm pretty lucky. (laughs) So if you're a peanut butter person, you want to switch to something like almond butter because it doesn't have the inflammatory response that peanut butter does. High iodine. Iodine is also an acne trigger. So if you're eating table salt, you really want to switch to Mediterranean sea salt like or Himalayan sea salt. It's a lot better for you than um, regular sea salt. Than regular table salt. Yeah. yeah right. And energy drinks... <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, they're terrible. They're really bad for acne. They're just really bad for you in general. You know, it's so interesting because this is, we've never had somebody on our podcast that um, specializes in skincare like yourself. But I will tell you, we all the things you just talked about mm-hmm. with triggers and, and, and inflammation and foods causing problems, We've talked about all that before because it's not just your skin. Like Chris says, it's your overall health. Um, you know, um, the energy drinks, the the sugar, you know, sugar can be very, can stimulate a lot of bad things. And so, and especially processed yes. and, you know, and I, I know our bodies cannot live without sugar. If you look at it from the simplest form of we normally get glucose and I know you keto folks out there are going to argue with this, but normally our cells are made to get um, energy from glucose, which is a sugar. I get it. We would die without, without glucose probably. And I know the keto haters, the keto lovers out there are going <laughs> to argue with that. And I get it with, you know, we can burn ketones and lactate and things like that. But in general, if you look at the Krebs cycle, it has glucose in it. So, um, but if you have too much sugar, it can definitely cause a lot of issues. So, you know, be aware of that. And a good balanced diet is what's important anyway. Um so talk a little bit about more diet. You have some more things about diet? Yeah, well, sure. Processed sugars are really the worst for you. Sugars and fruits, if you eat berries, that's actually the lowest fruit sugar. So if you're on keto and you're worried about sugar for that reason, stick with your berries for your fruit because your body needs fruit. Your body needs vegetables. Your cell is only as good as what it gets. So if you want healthy skin, you need to provide your body with healthy foods. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I think I just ran off of what you asked me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, no, it's perfect. I just like I just like the fact that, you know, we just reiterate how important diet is to our overall health, not, you know, in even our skin. And, 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 you know, of course, in in your profession, especially your skin. Mm -hmm. But um, I think some people don't realize it. And there's so many drugs that are prescribed out there for all kinds of skin issues. And, um, you know, really. Have you tried to fix your diet first? 
I mean, that's, you know, that what's causing it that might, that might be an issue. So, yeah. And um, that's the number one thing when you come and see me, number one thing is nutrition. So we talk about that and we, uh, if you want to partner with me, then you really have to cut back on those things. Otherwise your skin isn't gonna, you're not going to get rid of your acne. And the other thing with acne was self-made, I call it self-made acne because we try a lot of products to try and dry our skin out, which actually impairs our barrier. So our skin has a clear coating and it's called the acid mantle. And without our acid mantle intact, all kinds of bacterias and things get into our skin. Our acid mantle is our skin's first line of defense. And a lot of these um, products out there that have alcohols and sulfates and things like that, they actually strip the acid mantle off, which dries your skin out. And then your sebaceous glands, which are your oil producing glands, they go into triple overload they, trying to hydrate your skin. They overreact. That's yeah. right, which then creates acne. And if you think about oil and water, oil floats. So when we dehydrate our skin out, the Acne, the acne, sorry about that. The acne bombs, as we call them, actually kind of sit in the follicle because the P. acne bacteria is one of the bacteria that creates acne. It kind of sits along the bottom of the cell. And if it doesn't get the food that it needs, it will go up into the cell and it will start eating on your dead skin. A normal skin will shed one skin cell a day, an acne skin will shed five. Wow. And it will, they get sticky and they clump and then that bacteria gets up there and they sit there and they make these little acne bombs. Well, because we're using all of these things to dry the acne out, they just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then when we actually hydrate the skin, they purge because the oil surfaces. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's perfect. So what are some... Um, I mean, have you treated anybody that's got like a teenager with serious acne problems? Mm -hmm. Yes, I have. And, and so what, what, what are your modalities? What do, what do you do? I mean, obviously it's a multi-step process, probably a multiple month process for results. Well, correct? yeah, well with acne clients, depending on budget, um, I prefer them come in every two weeks and we do a series of enzyme treatments. Um, the enzymes that I use actually stimulate your own enzymes and they use oxygen from your lungs to dilate your peripheral capillaries. So we're creating a state of homeostasis and we get them on prescriptive home prescriptives is what we call them. Um, I like to prescribe what my clients use mm -hmm. because I, each person is different. So each skin condition is different. And even if you have acne and your cousin has acne or your brother has acne, it's not going to be the same right. because none of us have the exact same skin. So I get a lot of teenagers that say, well, my friend uses this. So I tried to use it, but it's not helping me. Well, that's why, <laughs> because your skin is completely different. Right. So you need to come in every couple of weeks so that we can keep working on that acne and do different treatments. So one treatment, we might exfoliate. The next one, we might just try to push a bunch of hydration into your skin. But we need to get essential fatty acids topically and nutritionally because your body does not produce them and we can't get enough of them just through foods alone. So that's where the EFA supplements come in handy and then getting on the right skincare to topically apply your essential fatty acids also. Absolutely. And it is very difficult to get enough essential fatty acids unless you want to eat salmon like three or four times a day. Mm -hmm. 
That's most people don't do that. <laughs> so, but you could do it that way. But um, usually I just recommend supplementation. Yeah. So perfect. All right. So let's go into something that you were personally affected by is pigmentation. So yeah. what do you do with pigmentation? Pigmentation. Well, that's a fun one. Number one, don't treat it until fall or winter. Because if you try to if you try to treat it in the spring and the summer, the sun's going to work against you. Been there, done that. Yeah. It's, I mean, you can, waste time. but yeah, it's going to be a waste <laughs> of time and a waste of your money. <laughs> so, so book your appointment now. It's going right. to be fall. <laughs> that's right. But it's, it's wounded skin. And so um, a lot of times we do things when we're out in the sun, like me for years, I put on a topical vitamin C and then I went out in the sun. I didn't use any sunscreen. Well, I pigmented so I had wounded skin and a lot of times as I stated earlier we get that before we're 18 years old but it hangs down in the lower level of the epidermis and so it takes it has to take a journey to get up to the top of the epidermis to be sloughed off so a lot of times just like acne when we're treating it it gets worse before it gets better because if you think about a copper penny at the bottom of a pool you can see that there's a dirt spot, but you can't see what it is. Right, and as right. it makes its way up to the surface, you can make out exactly what it is. So when I start working on pigment, I tell my clients, you're not going to like me here in a little bit because it, it's going to surface and it's going to be darker than it was before. But we need it to so that you, it can slough off. You get rid of the bad skin. Exactly. Yep. And then there's melasma. Melasma is more what we call a hormonal runover because the melanocyte actually makes too much pigment and then it goes down into the dermal level, which makes it a little harder to treat. And liver function has a lot to do with that. So people that have a stressed liver are more prone to melasma. Uh, so tell us who those people would be in your experience. Well. People that don't drink a lot of water, people that don't eat very well, they're eating a lot of processed foods, drinkers. I was going to say, know. I mean, that's what alcohol. I think of. as a pharmacist. <laughs> I think of when I think of liver, I think of alcohol. So yep. you're telling me that drinking too much alcohol can cause melasma. Yes, it can. Wow. And yep. we shouldn't be surprised well, because we're, go ahead. We're also learning that melatonin doesn't work so well with pigmentation. So it can actually make your melasma worse. I'm trying to let me get let me think about that. I I yeah, I'm thinking of the science of that. And I think there is some. I've heard that before. I don't want to. I don't want to. I haven't done enough research on it lately, but I have heard that before. Um, and I can't remember what what the pharmacology is behind it. So um, stay away from melatonin. Yeah, if, you have if you've got melasma. Yeah, mm -hmm. and Find another sleep supplement. Yeah, progesterone. Think about progesterone. Yes. If, you're, if you're if you're a middle aged woman, it might be progesterone. Even a young woman might well, be progesterone. Go yeah, because our lack of estrogen. In fact, a lot of my older clients or menopausal clients, perimenopausal clients. Now wait a minute. Just just stop with the older. Okay. I mean, well, I, you're making me feel old. They're right? wiser, right? <laughs> um. Uh. Well, lip lines are what I'm what I'm getting to, yeah. because a lot of people associate. Lip, lip wrinkles with smoking and actually a lack of estrogen will also create lip lines so you can be somebody that's never smoked a day in your life and if you're low on estrogen you're going to get lip wrinkles that makes sense to me because estrogen helps to stimulate collagen production if you don't have yep. enough collagen your lips are going to look wrinkled right. so so remember hormone balancing for sure that's yep. very 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 important so hyperpigmentation do you have anything else on that i mean do you so um 
hydroquinone bleaching agents? Do you do anything with that um, with hyperpigmentation? I'm not a big fan of hydroquinone. And why, why is that? Because it's too strong and it can actually disrupt the barrier. And I'm all about creating a healthy barrier because if your barrier isn't strong, then nothing underneath is going to be. Right. So I prefer things like alkaline. Um, uh, now I'm blanking. Alkaline wash, what do you call it? Uh, alkaline wash, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, DMK, the company that I use, actually makes a really great alkaline wash. And that's the one that I usually use when I'm working on pigmentation. Um, I also can zap it. Sometimes a solar keratosis, which is a flat pigmentation, I have a little machine that I can zap that. You want to be careful of heat because heat will make your pigmentation worse. So if you you have pigmentation and you're doing hot yoga, as good as it is for you, it can actually exasperate your pigmentation. Um, the sun. Did I already get to the pituitary yeah. gland? Yeah, the cornea, you about that all of that. So you want polarized yeah, yeah, yeah. glasses? Right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So you, there's all kinds of things that will actually stimulate um, pigmentation. So you just got to be careful. Heat in general, IPLs, lasers. The problem with those, they're great for a lot of things, but when it targets pigment, it heats up the cell and the surrounding cells. It pretty much kills everything around it, which can actually make your pigmentation worse. So I have a lot there. of <laughs> done that. Yep, I have a lot of clients that say, "Well, I just did this laser, I just did this IPL, and it's worse." Yeah. That's why. Yeah, and and really, when you think about hydroquinone and the bleaching agents for hyperpigmentation, um, really, you're not fixing the problem. You're no. just treating a symptom. You're just bleaching the skin. Right. So that makes a lot of sense. Thank you yep. for clearing that up and educating me. I I totally appreciate it. So, uh, let's see. We is that good on hyperpigmentation? So I don't know. I rattle. So I'm no. Sure. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, so what about sure stuff we missed, but what about um, dermatitis? I mean, I know that's a very general term. Derm meaning skin, titus, itis meaning um, inflammation. Yes. Or, so it's very general term. Tell us about some of the dermatitis that you that you treat. Well, I treat all kinds of dermatitis. Sybaric dermatitis is one of the big ones that I treat. It, as you said, dermatitis in general is just a broad, broad word for inflammation of the skin. Right. Eczema is pretty much dermatitis. Um, yeah, I treat all kinds of dermatitis. Psoriasis. So, is, psoriasis. I, I mean, yeah, it's, psoriasis is hard because your body is exfoliating at such a high rate or the skin that's affected is exfoliating at such a high rate. Our skin normally exfoliates like once every 28 days when we're younger. And then as we, as we get more, um, I don't want to say advanced older, advanced, yeah, wiser. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it starts to slow down a little bit, but with the psoriasis skin, it actually is a constant exfoliation. So you're lacking water, transepidermal water loss. You're lacking essential fatty acids, but it's also um, a, a more than just a skin issue. It's an inflammation issue. So you need to you need to eat the right foods and take the right supplements. Right. But because it is not just a dermatitis, it's a little harder to treat. Right. So it's right. something that you might not ever, it might not ever go away, but you can help it and relieve some of the pain and the itch. Right, right. And 
I just, I wonder, so from your experience, you must work with a lot of patients that have seen dermatologists. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So um, how many, in your experience, do dermatologists talk about diet when it comes to people with their skin issues? No. No. I mean, I, you know, Jan and I have worked with, um, you know, worked in pharmacy for 22 years now. And of course, we focus on health and wellness here. And so, and we, we realize that, most physicians, most doctors, most healthcare practitioners are just used to prescribing something to treat a symptom. And we realize that they don't really talk about, you know, how important, you know, nutrition is and exercise is and just lifestyle in general is. So I'm not surprised I asked that question, but I <laughs> thought I knew the answer well, and I did. So th that's why it's important to look at the overall picture um, because diet is so important with yes. everything we do. So yeah, I ahead. recently had a teenage client come in and tell me that his dermatologist told him that nutrition did, didn't play any role in his acne. And of course, wrote a prescription for tretinoin, which is a very aggressive vitamin A, right. which disrupts the barrier. That's a whole other topic, yeah, but... Right. but yeah, yeah, that's also known as retin-A, retinoic acid. Yes. Um, very, very commonly prescribed for skin conditions. Mm -hmm. And really, if we're, if we're going to use vitamin A, it's better to actually use retinol palmitate because your body produces it and it can be converted really easy. Yeah. But a lot of these aggressive vitamins, A, vitamin A's actually do more damage than good. Yeah. And I mean, a perfect example of that is... Um, Accutane, yes. and Accutane is actually a vitamin A analog because the drug companies knew that vitamin A, you know, was important when it came to treating acne. So as drug companies do, they can't patent vitamin A, so they, you know, they change the molecular structure just a little bit and 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 then name it and then you know make it two hundred thousand dollars a year to for treatment. And I'm not even sure because of its issue of teratogenesis. Um, it was, you know, I mean, women, cause it caused birth defects. I don't even, women couldn't get it or you had to get press special authorization. And I don't even know if it's on the market anymore. It, it is, is, again, is, is it still it on the market? Well, okay. They took it it, off, I know. And it then they so brought it back. Mm -hmm. right. And you have to have your blood checked. Women have to sign forms that they won't get pregnant. They have to go in every month or two to have a pregnancy test. It's, it's yeah. pretty hardcore. I, I, I I recommend it in very, very, very little. I would recommend that. I think there's some other issues going on, um, you know, especially, you know, if you haven't looked at your diet and other lifestyle issues before mm -hmm. you go that route. Um, yeah. yeah. But so anyway, I just, I like, I like to use, I, I use that example because um, we see that, we see this often in the medical field where drug companies know that something simple like, diet like vitamin a really works but um they want to be able to patent and charge hundreds of thousands of dollars so that's mm -hmm. what they do and then what do we have we have side effects there's lots of side effects from acne um you know so you know look at your diet before you look at you know these super high-tech expensive drugs yes um, well, very important dermatitis is the same way a lot of times they'll go to a dermatologist and they'll prescribe them a cream for their dermatitis and it will go away for a little bit, but then it will come back because it's just 
a band-aid. It's right. just blanketing like the a effect. Cort- like corticosteroid, like a cortisone. Yep. Yeah, corticosteroid cream, yep. which is definitely going to decrease inflammation mm-hmm. initially, but it's not going to fix the problem. Right. And you don't want to be on you know chronic steroids the rest of your life, especially if you don't have to. There are certain conditions where you where you probably have to, but um, if you can change it with diet and lifestyle issues and do some good skincare stuff like with Chris, then that is a much better option probably. Yes, so, I agree. So, okay, Chris, we've, we've been chatting for a few minutes now. I think we've covered all of our topics. Is there anything you would like to finish up over the last couple of minutes? Well, um, let me just quickly say retinols. Retinols are great for your skin, but you don't want to use them consistently for long periods of time. So if you're, if you've gone to the dermatologist and they prescribed retinol to you for acne, for aging, for whatever it is, you really only want to be on it for about three months and then off of it because it's a constant cellular turnover and it will actually thin your skin, but it's a great product to have. You just don't want to use it consistently all the time. So I actually have pulled a couple clients off of it for a while and get their skin kind of healthier again. And then we put them back on it just a couple times a week as opposed to nightly for long periods. Yeah, absolutely. Diet is huge. Yes, it is. Uh, Anything else, Chris? Um, And prevention. Prevention. Yes. Prevention is so much easier than trying to fix. The fact I have a before picture on my um, Facebook page, my Instagram, and I believe my website that shows my pigmentation from 2009. And I did not realize how bad it was. My husband and I were on a cruise and we met some Italian folks and I was sitting right next to an Italian gentleman and we took our photo and my goatee was darker than his. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> so, but Well, you look like you fixed it. Thank you. I did. Yes, yes. I did. But awesome. it took a little bit. It's not an overnight thing. Pigmentation is actually like chipping away at a diamond. It takes time. And you're not just one and done. Just right. because it goes away doesn't mean, I mean, I, I struggle with this with my melasma and my hyperpigmentation. Yep. It, it's something I deal with every summer. Yep. I deal with it every summer. Um, the sun is to pigment like water is to a plant. Yeah, right. It makes it grow. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's a great analogy. I love <laughs> it. All right, Chris. So, um, how do people get a hold of you if they have questions or they want to make an appointment? Um, how, what's the easiest way to get a hold of you? They can call or text me at five zero nine nine eight nine two seven six three. Texting is always best because if I'm with a client, I don't answer my phone. Um, my website is www.chrisskincare.com. Um, you can get me on my Facebook page. You can message me. That um, is Chris's Skincare LLC and also Chris's Skincare Studio. So that's probably the best. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you for educating me. Thank you for educating our, our viewers and listeners today. I really uh, like having experts in the field like you, like yourself. And that's what we are here at Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham is we have people from all over the nation talking about specialized subjects. And that being said, Tune in Monday on our regular Monday, 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We will have Dr. John Sanders, and he is a direct primary care doctor. Um, What he specializes in is athletic injuries. That's kind of how I started um, chatting with him, and he he has a background in 
in um, athletics and treating ath athletic injuries. And he will be talking about some certain, some how to treat certain athletic injuries. So tune in uh, to Health Solutions 1 to 2 p.m. Um, right here on my personal Facebook page or the Mosley Professional Pharmacy YouTube. And of course, you can catch us after these, after these live sessions, you can catch us on most of the major podcast forums. So um, tune in Monday, 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You've been listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you for tuning in.